This is Gene Lance on the Workers' Beat. A lot is going on about taxes, and a lot is being said, and a lot is really worth noting. This came out from the AFL-CIO even before the scandal about uh, Mr. Trump's taxes came. They said that the average household making less than $75,000 will pay more in taxes by the year 2027. In all, 70 million households making less than 100,000 eventually will pay less, will pay more thanks to President Trump. And then there's a bunch of bullets. While working people and families pay more under Trump's tax plan, the richest 0.1%, that's a tenth of a percent, will get an average tax cut of more than $148,000. Research shows that 83% of Trump's tax giveaway in the long run will flow to the top 1% of earners in the country. Trump's tax cut for the ultra-rich accelerated the outsourcing of good-paying American jobs. According to research from the Economic Policy Institute, the Trump administration's failed tax policy has resulted in the net loss of at least 1,800 factories between 2016 and 2018 and 740,000 manufacturing jobs since February 2020. Remember, in 2016, then-candidate Trump promised to restore America's manufacturing might. He failed us. In 2018, in the wake of the Trump tax giveaway, 91 companies in the Fortune, 9, 5, in the Fortune 500 paid no federal taxes on their income, while another 56 paid less than 5%. Hours after signing this massive tax giveaway, to the ultra-rich and Wall Street. President Trump went to Mar-a-Lago and reportedly told friends, you all just got a lot richer. Working people can't afford to pay for huge giveaways to corporations and the wealthy. Joe Biden agrees. This week, Biden outlined his tax plan, which rewards work, not wealth. Let's clear something up. This is all coming from the AFL-CIO. Despite what Trump says, Biden will not raise taxes on middle-class working families. However, under a Biden administration, wealthy corporations and big corporations will once again be expected to pay their fair share, including by raising the top individual income tax rate back up to 39.6%, which Trump, you recall, uh, decreased raising the corporate tax rate to 28%, which Trump lowered to 21%, imposing a tax penalty on corporations that ship our jobs overseas in order to sell products back to America, imposing a 15% minimum tax on book income so that no corporation gets away with paying no taxes, requiring a true minimum tax on all foreign earnings of United States companies located overseas so that we do our part to put an end to the global race to the bottom that rewards global tax havens. This will be 21%, twice the rate of the Trump offshoring tax rate and will apply to all income. 
And that's all from the AFL-CIO. That's what they think of taxes under the Trump administration and what's promised under the Biden uh, campaign. So one might ask, why does Trump do what he does? If he's taking away Social Security and Medicare, does he expect retirees to vote for him? Why does he act the way he does? Why does he interrupt all the way through the debate and uh, just supply a, a bunch of uh, invective instead of, instead of uh, an honest discussion in the debate? Why isn't he trying to win over the American voters? That's what's worrying me, and I hope it's worrying you. Because in my opinion, Mr. Trump does not intend to win over the American voters. In my opinion, Mr. Trump thinks the Supreme Court will somehow uh, extend his presidency, that he'll still be president no matter what the voters think. Because he has spent his whole lifetime tying things up in court and avoiding his, avoiding his own taxes, avoiding the law, avoiding uh, what most of us would call moral behavior or decent behavior. And he's been able to get away with it, with a, with a battery of lawyers. He thinks that no matter how the election comes out on November the 3rd, that he'll be able to tie it up in court and eventually get it thrown to the Supreme Court, where he thinks he'll prevail because the Supreme Court is, uh, is probably going to have a 6-3 majority uh, for the uh, Republican side. So he may think that democracy doesn't matter. He may think that the Supreme Court is going to put him in no matter what the voters think. And that's why he isn't really trying to win over the American voters. Now, I'll admit that he has said he's going to give $200 to seniors while at the same time taking away Social Security and Medicare, which he has already started doing, even though the news persons have not really been clear on this. It's an absolute fact that they are not collecting the payroll taxes from employers and from employees because, and the payroll taxes is what pays for Medicare and Social Security. They're, they're not doing it month by month right now. And Mr. Trump has already said that if elected, he will make that permanent. That means that Social Security and Medicare will run out at least by the middle of 2023. And the many people who are drawing Social Security for dis disability payments uh, will lose that next year. And those are, the, those are the most at risk people, but all retirees are at risk if you take away Social Security and Medicare because that's what retirees live on. So offering $200 is, is just a sop. It's, it doesn't even begin to, to cover what a person would lose just in the first month after they lose Social Security and Medicare or after it's taken away from them by Mr. Trump. Why would he do that? Because he doesn't care how the election turns out. He's appealing to 
armed hoodlums and uh, the people who are extra legal, who are going outside the bounds of American law. And he's saying uh, that he will, that he will uh, prevail without democracy. If that's not worrying you, uh, please start letting it worry you. Now, I'm not sure what anybody's going to do about this. I have been uh, arguing since it first, since Mr. Trump first made these statements, that he uh, that he would have to see whether or not he would uh, o obey the law or obey the outcome of the election. But since then, I've been saying that we need to start hitting the streets. And we start, need to start combining the groups that are already hitting the streets and start uh, getting together under the single umbrella of saving democracy. This is the biggest issue that Americans face. It, it's, in a way, it's the biggest issue that we have ever faced. It's the issue that we have always faced, taking democracy uh, from very little democracy at a time the country was created it was there was slavery and there was uh, uh the, the total destruction of the native population and the stealing of their land and uh, the enslavement of other dark-skinned people so we had to fight for what democracy we gained and since the last few decades have come about democracy has been eroding away now, with Mr. Trump saying that he may or may not abide by the uh, outcome of the elections, we're looking at an, an end of democracy. Another way of saying the end of democracy is to say fascism, because that's what fascism is. It's the end of democracy. And that's what we are facing this year if we are not, uh, if we are not able to fight back. Now, able to fight back means, of course, voting. If, uh, if there were a landslide victory uh, against Mr. Trump, if the labor forces and the labor, can labor endorsed candidates were able to win the landslide victory, then I don't think uh, we would have to worry about fascism in the immediate future. But if the election is anywhere nearly close, then I think that Mr. Trump's strategy of tying it up in the courts and getting it thrown to the Supreme Court uh, might work. In which case, the only the only path forward for working families is to hit the streets. It's it's our right to demonstrate, our right to take off work, our right to to concerted action, our right to work together. Uh, outside of the electoral arena. If the electoral arena is destroyed, as it may well be this fall, then working outside the electoral arena, uh, unions, joining unions, uh, being able to take off work and be able to uh, join mass demonstrations, those will be what we have left. And uh, because of that, I sincerely hope that you're as serious about this as I am. This is Gene Lance on The Worker's Beat.